Guys, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews. I am Miguel. As you can see, we got P. Ross with me. P. Ross, how's it going? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, Miguel? SoCal Watch Reviews back in the building for show. Absolutely. Episode 46 for everybody listening. It's your first time. Welcome. Uh, hopefully you could go back and listen to all the other episodes. Show us some love. And we got another special guest, P. And of course, customary. You got to do the introduction, man. Yo, right now. We have a watch enthusiast. We have someone from the hashtag watch fam in the building. We have Mr. Joshua Town, who runs the J City Reviews YouTube page. Check him out. All right. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thanks for having me, yeah. guys. It's good to be with you. Hey, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, uh, for everybody listening out there or watching this, if we put this out on YouTube, um, it, we typically record on Sundays, but you are a minister. So, or pastor, minister, pastor, I'm sorry. Yeah, minister is fine. Okay, okay. So, Sundays just didn't work. I mean, you got church pretty much all day, and then P. Ross works on Sundays. It just didn't work. So, today is Tuesday, and thank you so much. Uh, In the East Coast, what what time is it? Like 10 o'clock? 11 o'clock? 11. 11. I am so sorry, guys. It's 8 o'clock my time. It's 11 o'clock your time. So, we... Hey, man, I'm used to these late nights, man. It ain't no thing to me. Well, I mean... P. Ross is a vampire. He doesn't sleep. We all know that. But uh, <laughs> but my man Josh, I mean, he's he's a father of five, and he's married, and he runs Ooh. a YouTube channel and an IG Ooh. account. We'll get into that later. <laughs> for for now, Josh, what what are you rocking? What are you wearing today, man? Yeah, I'm wearing my Seiko Five. I think it's S N Z H model. This is the yellow and black version. Uh, yeah, that's nice. It's an automatic, like my first automatic watch that I ever bought a few years back mm. and a uh, very popular piece, um, very well known and uh, good price. So I think maybe 150 or so. And uh, Seiko yeah, five line I haven't is great. worn it in a long time. So, yeah. Seiko five line is great for sure. That's right. It's awesome. Nice little watch. P. Ross. Rocking the Hoya 2000 professional. I think it's a little, what, what size is that? Like a 34? 34, yeah. 34. I was about to say, is that your wife's watch? No, <laughs> no it's my watch. <laughs> I'm just clowning, man. I'm just clowning. So yeah. today, I, I haven't worn this guy in a long time. I got the Q Timex reissue. This is a, the first uh, colorway that came out, which is a Pepsi. I picked this up uh second time around because i i, I kind of bought into the hype first time around i was like oh that's cool and it sold out i was like whoa 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 am i missing out on something and mm-hmm. second time came around i didn't buy it on ebay the hype was insane people were charging 700 bucks 800 bucks remember Pete? people mm-hmm. were just nuts it's like why would anybody pay that kind of money for a timex like it just and f- for a quartz it just didn't make any sense right. so second wave I bought it with the, the day released and, and again, it sold out. So I was lucky to, to have it and do a review on it, but I thought it was very fitting because something came out or oh, something released today. Um, Tuesday was at the 13th, August 13th. Hodinki mm-hmm. uh, put it, put a, a limited edition, not, I guess it's not limited edition, limited production out of this. No, watch. It's a limited edition. So it, is it? Cause I thought it wasn't a limited edition, yeah, limited it, edition. Yeah. Really? Sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But anyway, what you guys think about it? Did you guys see it? Yeah, I think it's cool, man. I, 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 I'm actually thinking about purchasing it. What? Yeah. No. I like that. I like that. I like it. I like it. 
Josh, like, what's, what's your I take on it, it, man? I thought it looked cool from the link that you sent me. I didn't hear about it until you sent me the link, but I like the general case design for these Q's, Q Timex watches. I actually bought into the one that you're wearing, Miguel, today. I, I had one. It was one of the very first videos I ever did on my channel, and I actually just found a couple at Macy's. Uh, I think the first time it came out and I bought a couple of them because I saw that they were going for, you know, more on eBay. Mm -hmm. And I said, maybe I can resell some of these. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't put them at $800. <laughs> I, you know, I sold them for reasonable prices, but I ended up flipping some and made a profit on them uh, a mm -hmm. little bit. Um, I enjoyed the watch. I like it. Um, the original one that I had that you're wearing. Um, I think they're a great design, but, uh, and then that new one from Hodinkee, looks great in my opinion mm -hmm. yeah I, I like i guess the, the the main thing that i like of this hodinky one and i, I keep saying hodinky but i guess everybody because hodinky whatever potato potato but uh the cool thing about this one is no date i think it's super clean yeah. i actually prefer it without the date man the mm -hmm. day date it doesn't have that so i'm not a fan I got to be honest, I'm not a fan of the indices. They kind of disappear because they're just loomed, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's applied loom like this one, like the original one, but because of the white dial, it just kind of, it kind of yeah. fades away. It's kind of, kind of hard to tell the time, but I know why they did it. It's an Explorer too, right there, polar dial. I mean, mm -hmm. at first glance, I'm like, is that an, is that a Rolex? Oh no, it's a Q-Timex. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I can but, see what you're saying about the legibility with the indices, right? I mean, it's 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 a little hard, um, but I mean, they kept it they kept it the same. They just changed the colorway on it, and 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 I like the fact that they're charging what one eighty nine, one eighty nine, not bad. So yeah. it's it's not bad for for what it is. Yeah, I would I would say anybody listening, like uh, these are good watches. They they feel a little. What would you guys say? I mean, you both own Q Timexes, or you owned one, Josh, and you own one piece. So mm -hmm. they feel a little flimsy, in your opinion. I mean, a little delicate, uh, kind of. Mm, I mean, no. I, I I don't wear it. That's the reason why. I mean, it, it doesn't feel like a total vintage watch. You know what I mean? But you know, yeah. it is kind of flimsy. You know, uh, I wasn't a fan of the bezel. You know, that bi-directional. You know, non-clicking bezel and then the bracelet you know looks great i think but many of the reviews that i watched on it said it's a hair puller i don't know if you've experienced that guy i haven't experienced that yet it, it i experience it all okay. the time on mine I, I don't like it that's why i don't wear it much because it does pull my hair um yeah. and also i i don't know how i feel about the the crystal i know i have vintage pieces in my collection and I, I hardly wear them because of the water resistance and stuff but this to me feels like a modern watch right like hey i just paid almost 200 bucks for this i should be able to wear it comfortably and i don't because i'm scared that i'm going to scratch it i don't know it just feels like a very delicate piece to me i know it should be a beater but to me 200 is not pocket change you know so no yeah. hell no sure not at all. but uh yeah anyway man i mean we 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 just wanted to kind of cover that, but uh, definitely want to get into into who you are, right? Uh, P, we we want to know about Josh. I mean, yeah, for sure. Where'd you come from? Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I mean, I grew up yeah. in Vermont. If you want to know, I'm uh, I'm wow. a New Englander by birth. So okay, so uh, yeah, what got you into watches, and what made you start a YouTube channel? 
Yeah, I'll try and keep it brief as I can. I mean, as a kid, you know, I had watches here and there, but, you know, I wasn't really into them growing up um, like many people are. I don't even, I can't even tell you what kind of watch I had as a kid in elementary school. Um, and then, you know, thinking back, I can remember in high school, I had a fashion watch of some kind. I think it was a Kenneth Cole uh, mm. watch and it looked nice. That's all I cared about, you know, right. I didn't know anything about movements. I've owned a few Kenneth Coles in my lifetime. Yeah. I mean, you have to, you have to say some of them look like nice watches, uh, you know, um, so I had one of those. I wore it uh, all the time, pretty much beat it up. Um, but it wasn't until about five or six years ago that I really started getting into watches. And I bought my first real watch, I like to say. And it wasn't anything big or expensive. It wasn't even an automatic. I didn't even know what automatic watches were at the time. But the first watch that I bought was a Casio. It was a Pro Trek. Mm. It was the model PRG 270, and it was one of those ABC watches uh, that has the altimeter, barometer, mm -hmm. and compass, and uh, it was solar-powered. That's what I really loved right. about it, because I didn't want to be changing batteries all the time, and uh, at that moment, I was kind of looking for a watch that uh, could do everything. You know, I could wear it every day, beat it around, and it, I wanted something that had a tactical-type look to it. And it's an all black watch. And uh, so that's what got me into it. And I had that watch. It was the only watch in my collection for probably uh, three or four years. And hmm. then got on YouTube, started <laughs> getting interested in learning about watches more and started watching videos and just learning about different brands, different movements and just gaining knowledge in this realm and uh and then through that i said hey i see all these guys doing you know youtube and at that moment i had bought a few other watches and i said i'm going to try my hand at this and uh so well a little bit before that i have to say i i did have another youtube channel in a different realm um it was what? about coins actually i had a coin mm. channel coin collecting mm. uh, like old stuff uh you know wheat cents and silver dollars yeah. and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the channel was called coin quest. If anybody's interested, I, it's not really active anymore, but it's still there on YouTube. But so I had, I had some experience in YouTube is what I'm trying to say. Got it. I kind of let that channel die. And then I got into watches and said, Hey, let me try my hand at creating a channel uh, about watches. And so that's kind of how I got into it. Cool. Was it intimidating at first? I mean, I, I, I know we, we all kind of start with looking at other guys or girls and saying, this looks pretty simple. I mean, I, I think I could pick up the, the camera and just talk about watches, but I, I don't know about your experience. Well, once I started doing it, I'm like, yeah, this is probably a little harder and a little more time consuming than I thought. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can agree with that for sure. I mean, one of the guys that kind of got me into it was Random Rob. I mean, he... Yeah. He puts a video out, I mean, once or twice a day. And, you know, it's nothing fancy. I mean, just the watch and he's talking about it. He doesn't put any graphics up. He doesn't do anything like that. And I, I watched him and I said, I think I can do that, you know. <laughs> right. Uh, and then I, I, you know, watched some other guys just 
some guys that you guys know as well. Just one more watch of over course. there in Australia. And then another big one was Dave at Just the Watch. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. I was looking to buy a, a Nighthawk. And at the time, I was doing my research, and he had a great video specifically on that watch. And he was very influential in me picking up one of those. And so mm. those are some of the guys that kind of got me into it. But like you said, Miguel, it's not as easy as it looks as you get into it. If you want to be putting out quality content that people want to watch and enjoy, definitely take some work. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, I, I see some guys out there that like um, Jody, just one more watch. I mean, the guy is, is a beast. He puts out so many videos, but every video he puts out is a quality video. I'm like, man, if I were to put a video together, like what he's doing, like in front of the camera, then behind the scenes and checking the time. And I mean, I, I would I, I would not be able to do three a week unless I quit my job or something. But I, I don't know yeah, how he does it. I know. It's, yeah. it's incredible, man. But but that's cool. That's cool. I mean, that, uh, I definitely uh, like your channel and, and you're just such a down to earth guy. You know, you, you could totally tell um, that you're just not snobby at all, which I love. And, and I think Pete yeah. could agree. Uh, uh, we don't like fake people. We, we don't like snobs and, yeah. and you're one of us, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but speaking of that, I mean, so far in your journey as a watch collector, and I guess a YouTuber, a social media influencer, what has been the most rewarding and at the same time, most disappointing part about this hobby and about the YouTube community or, or social media, if you will? Yeah, um, this is a good question. I mean, when I started the channel, I didn't know what was going to happen. You know, it's a little over a year ago I started and, um, you know, one of the most rewarding things that I didn't even expect is just the community that is on YouTube that loves watches. I didn't know there was such a great group of, group of guys and a few ladies as well that have channels and put out content regularly. And it's, it's just kind of neat to be a part of that small group on YouTube. I mean, it's growing every day as well. And there's always room for more channels. Um, but I didn't realize it until I got into it that there is this great community and it's kind of cool to be a part of it. And I've, I've really made some real friends, you know, I consider you guys, you know, you guys who watch my videos, I consider you my friends and everybody who comments regularly on my videos and I communicate with on a regular basis, I, I consider them my friends and it's pretty neat. And, you know, getting to talk with you guys, you know, in a separate kind of, uh, you know, area from YouTube, you know, with this podcast, it kind of just shows you that this goes deeper than just YouTube and that there are real friendships to be made. And, you know, even just, you know, I mentioned average Joe, he lives 30 minutes from me. <laughs> I had no idea about that when <laughs> I started my channel and, you know, I subscribed to him, he subscribed to me. And then we just eventually found out that we live 30 minutes from each other and now we're able to do some collabs every month or so and I made a real life friend through this YouTube channel so that's it's really really been neat to see that take place and I'm sure you guys can say the same thing yeah um, for sure oh yeah but I mean as far as disappointments I don't know I don't I can't really think of anything except for some of those videos that you put out, which you hope, Oh, I hope this video is going to get some views. And then, you know, it doesn't. 
uh, <laughs> I don't know how it works sometimes, guys. You know, the videos that you think are going to do good sometimes don't do good. And then those videos you say, oh, I didn't spend much time on this. That seems to be the one that does the best. A hundred percent for me, honestly, it's like, and not that I didn't put any work into this, but I see where you're going was, uh, I've, I've done some videos of like watches that I'm like, yeah, this is probably not going to get a lot of use. And I was right. You know, like watches that are either vintage to me or, or I mean, special to me and vintage and they don't, you know, a lot of people don't talk about them, but then you put out a video like the Pagani design, you know, the Samariner mm. uh, homage and that's the highest viewed video on my, on my channel. And I don't even talk about that watch. I don't wear it. I don't talk about it. I don't, yeah. it's not the watch for me, but it's, it's what gets the most views. And I, I kind of expected it to be honest with you. Cause when I was doing YouTube long enough, I bought that watch specifically for the views because I wanted more traction on my channel. And I'm like, Hey, all the guys doing these kind of watches are getting traction. Let me go ahead and invest that money yeah. to do that, which is kind of sad That's at the same wrong time with that though. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. But to be no. honest with you, buying it and I told P I'm like, I was, I was on the fence about buying it because I knew that I wasn't going to wear it. So I was like, I'm just spending money just to showcase something that I know I'm potentially not going to wear. That's exactly what happened. You know what I mean? I could have bought something that I was going to wear and enjoyed. And that's what I do now. I could buy. In fact, I got reached by Pagani Design. They send me an email. They're like, we'll give you a huge discount if you keep. And, and for me, it's just like, I don't have anything against them. But yeah. since I'm not going to wear it, I'm not going to invest some money in that. I'd rather buy like this guy, my Casio that I just bought, you know, 50 bucks, 60 bucks. But I wear this, you know, I'm like, and if it doesn't get a lot of views on YouTube, so be it. At least I get to wear the watch. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's still kind of disappointing though when you put your effort into a video and it don't get the views that you think that it should get. Oh, for sure. Like it's definitely dis disappointing. You know. Absolutely. What's that experience for you, P. Ross? I mean, what 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 was one video that you could think of that you're like, I wasn't expecting for it to do so well, or vice versa? Oh, I dedicated hours. Probably my Tassat video. Like it got thousands of views. Mm. My every time review. And the video I probably was most disappointed in was when I ran over the G-Shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I thought that should have got a lot of views. I'm going to have to check that one out. I yeah. don't think I've seen it. Yeah, when I ran over the G-Shot. I was yeah. totally disappointed, but it is what it is. I don't even know how many views that got, though. I think it's like in the hundreds or something like that, but I don't know. Yeah. Hey, but it's, me... it's most rewarding when you do get to meet people through this hobby. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely look at that as the bright side of the hobby. You know yeah. what I mean? So Amen to that. Yeah, of course. Hey, can I just say something about Pagani design since you brought that up and like homage type watches? Uh, I don't hide the fact that I'm not an, a homage type watch person. You know, I've had a few on the channel recently because I wanted to try my hand at AliExpress, see what all the hype was about. So I recently got a few and checked them out. But uh, like you were saying, Miguel, even though you're not into them, there are tons of people who are out there. And so in that sense, it's not wrong for you to showcase one on your channel, even though you're personally not into that watch. But you know that there are thousands of people out there who are into those kind of watches. And uh, so in that sense, I think it's something maybe you don't feel like you want to do all the time because you're not into them, but it's definitely uh, not something that's wrong to do. I don't think 
because there are tons of people who love them, you know? Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree with that sentiment, but for me, the way that I look at my, my budget, if you will, with watch collecting and everything is that I buy what I like. And I'm not yeah. saying I didn't like that watch. I mean, I, I wanted to give it a try because I was curious too, you know what I mean? So I was like, what, what's all the hype? What's, what's this hype about Pagani design? Let me, let me pick one up. So, but I knew I probably wasn't going to wear it. But yeah. now have that I've owned one and I showcase it. And of course, people love them and I'm not bashing them at all. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't bring another one unless it was something really cool where I was like, oh, okay, this one really intrigued me. I'm, I want to pick this one up. But yeah, you're, you're right. And I know there's some people, maybe you, that you, you're like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. And even if I resell it or give it away and lose a couple bucks, it's fine. It's fine. But for me, it's like I'm in a, I'm in a position right now where I'm not in a financial position to be doing that. And I know it sounds dumb. Like really, you don't have 70 bucks, 80 bucks to spend. No, I don't. I just spend all this money on all this equipment and I'm trying to better my, my, my channel and my, my views. And I'm looking long-term for this YouTube thing and not just YouTube, but social media as a whole, my Instagram, my podcast, we're trying to build an empire here. You know what I mean? So by me just spending a lot of money on things I don't necessarily like, maybe once I get paid by YouTube, which by the way, I have almost 1300 subscribers on YouTube and I have yet, to get paid because I don't have enough hours. Hours. Yeah, enough yeah hours. I know. I'm getting zero money. So whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's not an easy road. I mean, to get to hit those goals. It's yeah. Well, it's for sure. Road. That's, that's why I think um, like partnering up maybe with like local jewelers or having friends that like, Hey, can you let, just let me borrow watches just to put out content and, and grow your, your, your channel is probably the way to go. And once you have a little bit of money and you're generating some income, then yeah, you could buy watches just like, like Jody, just one more watch. It's disposable watches from just, yeah, I got another Pagani. Yeah. I got a whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Like I'll give them away. I'll sell them. I'll flip them. I'm, I'm just, it's in and out, in and out, in and out. And, and for me right now, and for you, I'm sure it's not like that. Like everything mm-hmm. you buy, it's coming out of your pocket. You know what I mean? So yeah, I've been fortunate to, to be friends with like average Joe and some even people at my church who know I have the channel and are into watches. They've loaned in watches. So you know, but most everything that you see on my channel is either loaned in by a friend or I've bought with my own money. Yeah, absolutely. So, cool. yep. I know yeah. how it is. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. But anyway, I, I, I know that you recently partnered up with somebody and uh, P and I were talking about it and it's incredible, right, P? I mean. Yes, it is. The f- yeah, you recently partnered up with Ball Watch Company. Bravo. Yep. Your opinion, why do you think Biowatch Company gets overlooked? And what is it about the company that attracted you so much to them? Yeah, I love this question. You know, getting into watches in the beginning, I didn't know who Ball were. You know, they're definitely underrated, like you state in the question. Why don't they get <laughs> agree? I, I think most of us didn't know who Ball Watch, <laughs> yeah. the Ball Watch Company was. Yeah, right. Sure. Um, well, I'll start off with just the the relationship. I mean, it's um, something that I would never have imagined that would happen. I How it got started with Ball is a guy at my church who's a dentist ordered a Ball watch on pre-order, and it came in a few months ago, and he said, hey, I know you have the YouTube channel. Why don't you unbox it so he's he was waiting for this watch for months and months and months it's like a three thousand dollar watch 
Mm, and it finally comes in and instead of him opening it himself he lets me open it before he even sees it so that in itself was just an amazing kind gesture so i unboxed that watch i kept it for about a week and he said hey wear it treat it like it's your own adjust the bracelet for your wrist all that type of thing don't worry about scratches so he was super kind my friend that's cool man and then I did the full review on it. So I did unboxing and the review. And during the review process, you know, I was reaching out to Ball, asking specific questions about the watch for the review. And so I was in that conversation. And at the end, once all my questions were answered, I said to the lady, I said, hey, you know, I have this small YouTube channel. I don't know how you guys do this, but I know a lot of micro brands, you know, loan out watches to reviewers. And I wondered if you would be willing to do that, send me a watch, and then I could ship it back to you after I review it. And the lady with customer service said, well, we don't really do that, never really done that, but here's the email to the PR department for Ball. You can ask them. And so so I sent them an email to the PR department, and I said, hey, this is what I was talking to this other lady about. Would you be willing to send me a watch and like two or three weeks went by didn't hear anything forgot about it and then randomly got a response and they said hey yeah we will try our hand at it so Mm. (laughs) i was just i was just blown away you know that they would even consider it and say yes and so maybe you've seen it i did the unboxing of the i think it's the ball engineer master two diver world time it's a long name um and then this Friday, the full review will come out on that watch. And I've already sent it back to Ball. Um, but, yeah, I don't know where the relationship's going to go. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to send me more watches at this point. They kind of said, hey, let's wait and see after you put out your videos. And then we'll talk about that. But I hope they'll send more watches. But if it's just the one, hey, I'm happy with that. And uh, I right enjoyed my time with that one watch. But I hope it'll be more. But... Just quickly, what I like about Ball, you know, they're Swiss-made, high-quality pieces. They're tough watches. Um, They have a rich history. I'm not going to go into all the history, but uh, there's some good videos about uh, the Ball Watch Company on YouTube. I think Teddy Baltasar has a good video where he kind of goes into the history and how they came to be. Um, They mostly use uh, ETA movements. Uh, with some in-house modifications, but recently they've made their own complete in-house movement, which is an amazing movement. I think it has like 80 hours power reserve. Wow. Mm, nice. Uh, really high quality. Um, what else? Micro gas tubes. They're really known for that in their watches, uh, those tritium tubes. And uh, yeah, just really overall great pieces and something unique. Like almost all their watches are unique in some way. And, and I'll be the first to tell you, I don't like everything I see from Ball. Some of their stuff I just think is plain, ugly, and weird looking. Um, But they do have a lot of patented, like, functions that only they've done. Um, Different, like, crown features where they have the helium escape valve and a crown, which has never been done. And even on the, the first Ball watch that I reviewed that I borrowed from my friend, like, it has those quick set pushers to to uh you know make the hour hand jump it's got a second uh time zone that you can track and 
Yeah, that's cool. It, it, that kind of stuff is pretty unique. And, uh, you know, if you check out Ball, you'll find that they have a lot of unique things with their watches. That's one thing that I like about them, too. Cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, hopefully your partnership with them continues and it will yeah. flourish. Yeah. And hopefully they'll, they'll be on the show w- at one point, right? P I mean, we would love to have oh, somebody yeah. from their PR department come and, mm-hmm. and I think maybe that's the problem with a lot of Swiss companies that they just don't know how to navigate through this whole social media. Yeah. I guess, I guess thing, you know, they're, they're so old school and antiquated that they just like, like she said, we've never done this before. It's like, are you right. serious? Like, you should. I mean, <laughs> I, know. Mm-hmm. I know. Who do you think buys your watches? I mean, watch enthusiasts, but yeah, normal people, I guess. But, but you want to get your name out there, especially if you have, you're a multi-million dollar company. It doesn't hurt to send out some watches in for review, maybe not to no, keep for free, but just let let P. Ross borrow one. You know, he'll rock it. Right. Oh yeah, for <laughs> a minute. Like, yeah, don't for be sure. mad with what I got to say about it, but you know. Mm-hmm. yeah no for sure but uh yeah i i was pleasantly surprised to hear your collaboration i guess with ball ball watches i was really happy for you because i'm like yeah typically right. companies like that don't don't let you borrow watches it's typically like um jewelers right or, or sellers or whatever so for an actual yeah. company to like ball to right. partner up with you that's that's huge man congratulations right. mm-hmm. on that i yes, appreciate sir. that yeah we'll see where it goes so, Josh, I heard, or we heard, that you're actually a father of five. Uh, you know, I, I could only imagine I have one, I have one, and that's, that's extremely difficult. So that's, that's super challenging. And the, the, the question that I have for you is how do you balance life, your personal life, and YouTube? Because it's very, very hard. And also being a minister. So how do you, how do you find time? Or what do you, what do you, what's the agreement with your wife? Or how does that even happen? yeah man i'm a really blessed man and i do have to say that you know children are inheritance of the lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward you know the bible says in the book of proverbs so reach god's uh god's blessed me abundantly with the children that i have and with the wife that i have i have to say that honestly for sure but like you said uh you know it's not easy you know with uh, every child, there comes a you know, responsibility to, to raise them and lead them in the right direction and, and that type of thing and be the father that you ought to be. So, yeah, this is a really good question. We're getting deep on your channel today here. Miguel. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Hey, we have to. I want, I want people to know they know the Josh, the watch reviewer, but they don't know everything that goes behind the scenes. And a lot of, a lot of times, honestly, I just feel like people – take it for granted like really they see a, a video from us and they watch it like yeah whatever but they don't know all the hard work that goes behind it and all the neglect like i feel bad sometimes i'm gonna be honest sometimes my son wants to play hide and seek or tag or something and i'm like like right now he wanted to play he's playing with my wife he wanted to play and i'm like i have to record a podcast i don't have to but i want to and i feel bad because i'm like yeah is this what i want to do i mean well, where's this yeah. taking me like it's, it's kind of hard man five kids whoo yeah, no, I but hear what you're saying. You got, yeah. you got a uh, basketball team, man. <laughs> so, so what? Right. what so if you don't mind me asking, what 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 age ranges? What what do you got? Yeah, I was gonna mention that. Yeah, my oldest, well, our first three that we had are all girls, and then we have two boys after that. Our oldest is nine, mm. and then we have a six-year-old who's gonna be turning seven here just in a few days. And then our third girl, she's four, and then we have our first son. 
his name's Josh as well. I nice. didn't go with my name. So uh, Josh, he, he's not a junior. He has a different middle name than mine. But anyway, he's two. And then our newest son is, uh, let's see, 11 months now almost. Mm. So, Oh, my goodness. Yeah. How do you – how do you? How do you get away with it though? I, I just don't get it. Does your wife know just how to handle all of them without you? Because I'm I'm imagining you spend a lot of time away from them doing the videos and research and all that. Yeah, she's she's great. She's she's the reason I can do anything. She's the reason I can step out of the house, you know, because she she's awesome. She she's she's awesome. Kid. Yeah, she mm-hmm. you know that's uh she loves it too, I have to say. She would say that if she were here on the podcast too. Uh, <laughs> she's a joy and uh, definitely couldn't do life without her for sure so she's a big part of it all and you know how you know how i do the videos is yeah you know i do the research when i can and throughout the day but like all the filming that i do is at night when the kids are in bed that's just what i have to do i mean i can't do it any other time uh i'm down here in the basement in another room down here is where i shoot my videos not glamorous at all you know there's pipes in the ceiling you can see them back here it's really dusty dirty dungy um but it's the only place i have and you know our house is built in such a way that if anybody's walking upstairs or someone uses the bathroom upstairs you'll hear it in the room where i film <laughs> So it's like I, any if I want to get anything done as far as the channel, you know, it has to be when everybody is pretty much asleep, and so it's a lot of, a lot of you know, nighttime shooting and and that type of thing. So man, what about your I editing? Know, know do you do that I during do. the day or? Um, yeah, it depends. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes during the day, sometimes at night for that. But yeah, you know, that takes a lot of time. Oh, you guys, plenty. You guys know the editing can can take just as much time as the shooting. You know. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's there's portions to it. There's the the thinking of what am I going to shoot next and how am I going to film it or what what am I going to talk about? And then doing the research on whatever you're going to talk about and then filming the video. And for you guys, I well, I know P. Ross kind of does it like me too, where he writes scripts. Do you write scripts? Because your thing seems like so natural, like you're just off the cuff. Um, uh, some of my videos I have done scripts because I've done kind of some more informational type videos. I I don't just go off the cuff except with unboxing videos. I, I don't really do a lot of research ahead of time for that. But with all my review videos, you know, I have pieces of paper where, you know, I write everything, not word for word that I want to say, but, you know, kind of the general idea. Okay, I want to say this specific Cue thing points. about the watch, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I dig that. Very cool. Well, kudos to you, my friend. <laughs> all right. Have you had any influence in your kid's life as far as watch collecting? Yeah, this is a cool question. Uh, not really so much. They're still pretty young. And uh, my girls, you know, they're the, the oldest of the bunch. And uh, they're not really interested in watches at this point. Um, they definitely notice, like, when I have a new watch or something comes in the mail, Hey dad, is that another watch? <laughs> yeah, it is, you know? Uh, so they definitely notice, they notice when I'm wearing a different watch or whatever the case may be. But as far as influencing them at this point into liking watches themselves, uh, not so much, but who knows, maybe in the future. I know sometimes like my daughter, she'll, She'll put on a pair of shoes and want to watch to match it. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? She she actually goes for the vintage collection, but I keep her away from that. <laughs> I give her something a little bit that can be beat up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're into vintage watches, aren't you? Yes, sir. I think we yeah. both are, but it's kind of yeah. scary. It's a, it's a scary place to navigate. You know? it, it, it's, <laughs> it's scary as heck. <laughs> Where do you guys pick up your vintage pieces? It, 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 for me, it all depends. Like, my wife... She goes to these thrift stores and she'll see stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And she'll send me pictures. Is this a good one? Is that a good one? Yeah. Um, then on eBay, yeah, for a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah, eBay for me is probably the biggest because I don't physically go out places to like thrift stores. I've I've gone to a few and I haven't had any luck, so I just I just stick with eBay. But it's, it's competitive to to be honest. But it's all about research and it's all about the transparency between the seller and you. And once you get the watch, I mean, it's pretty scary because you need to examine it. You need to make sure it's working. You need to make sure it's keeping time. I can't tell you how many watches I've returned already because they weren't up to Mm. par. Uh, One of the ones that I returned was a rattle purple horse. It was vintage like Mm. 1970s. I really liked it. It was my first and only rattle really that I had. And I was excited because Rattle doesn't get a lot of love. And I was like, I was early into my watch collecting journey, but it was losing about five minutes a day. And I did take it to this <laughs> watchmaker and he told me that he was going to charge me like 350 bucks to fix it. Ooh. I paid 150 bucks for the watch. So I'm like, it doesn't make any sense. I returned it. You know what I mean? But you just got to be careful. But we keep preaching to our audience and to everybody. It's like you get so much value with vintage watches because people keep talking about homage watches, right? It only costs a hundred bucks. It only costs 120 bucks. Well, you could pick up those deals with the vintage watches like my or I'll give you an example. And I've used it again in the past. My Aura's uh, pointer date. I don't know if you ever had a chance to see it, Josh. It looks beautiful. And it was a a birthday gift from my mom. And it costs 150 bucks on eBay. It works. And I just changed the strap to a different one. And it's like, you have like a brand brand new watch. Not really, but it comes with heritage. It comes with respect. I can't tell you how many people, when I put it on Instagram, how many people say, oh my goodness, that's a beautiful watch. And they probably think I paid a lot of money for it. I really didn't. You know what I mean? But I feel honored to wear that watch and what it represents and what it's been through, right? That's the cool thing about vintage watches that they, they have a history that maybe you don't know the history of it or the story that, it, that, that they, they could tell, but to think like, man, maybe this didn't, it wasn't even in the U S it came from a different part of the world. Maybe it was on the wrist of somebody that suffered a lot or went through a lot of right. joy or who, who knows, this was a birthday gift an anniversary gift. And, and just to think of that thing, Right. Also, to think that it's kind of scary that this was on the wrist of somebody that passed away. I mean, it, I know it sounds funny and weird, but I've thought about that too. Like, oh man, I'm getting this vintage watch from the 50s. What if it was on somebody's wrist when they died? It's kind yeah. of weird. I, I, I think it's interesting to get watches like that. I've got several vintage watches with like inscriptions on them, mm. anniversaries, yeah. uh, mm. military uh, retirements. You know what I mean? So I think it's it's really really interesting when you get stuff have you had any experience with vintage watches josh i was gonna say that's a realm i haven't touched i haven't touched it but i mean a lot of the the vintage pieces that i see i'm intrigued by and just like everything you guys just said that's intriguing to me i like the history aspect of it all yeah for sure one one of the things that i would recommend with vintage collecting is everything i just said right to be careful by the seller and other stuff and know your watches but I would steer away from like sports watches because unless you're willing to spend a fortune, Mm. then 
water resistance is just not going to be there. Gaskets are not going to be there. So I would recommend kind of what I did, right? I wanted something like a Gerard Perigo. I can't afford a new one. I will never be able to afford a new one. So I went the vintage route again, less than 200 bucks. And it's a gold plated piece It's beautiful, man. Like every time I wear it with a suit or an interview or something, it just elevates my game. And it's a Gerard Perigo. And I'm like, look, I'm only going to wear it for an hour or two, maybe half a day it's cool. Every time I open my watch box, it's there. And it's a, it's a piece that I could take to a watch meet or, or show somebody and I'll get some real respect. Like, Oh, this guy, he has a, a good watch yeah. without breaking the bank, you know? Uh, and for my man, P Ross, I mean, Timex all day for him, but they're so inexpensive. What? 40 bucks, 30 bucks sometimes. They're, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. And they're actually going up. So, but a piece yeah. of that caliber mm-hmm. it's like you get the the the, the timex name and everything right. in 30 40 bucks if it, if it ends up breaking mm-hmm. you won't cry about it you just be like right, oh okay right. you know so yeah, that's yeah. that's my take on it I, I would probably steer away from like a vintage watch that's 500 bucks or above that's kind of scary that's the territory that i oh yeah i mean i bought my omega speedmaster and it was over a thousand bucks and it was vintage that was scary but luckily it turned out to be okay <laughs> right but Josh, I want to get into into this last question, man, that um, you and I talked about it. You and I had a conversation before the podcast and we said, look, we don't want to talk about politics on the show. We don't want to talk about religion on the show because this is a watch podcast and this is just for everybody to enjoy equally and everybody has their own different opinions on things. But I wanted to bring this up because me being the son of a pastor and grew up Christian and with very firm beliefs on a lot of different things, especially um, material things. You know, growing up, my dad always told me that material things were evil and you should focus on God first. Mm -hmm. And that kind of molded me into the man that I am today. So with that said, you being a minister I, I wanted to ask, and you know, one of the questions that I had is: as a minister, we know that the Christian faith um, has a lot to say about material possessions. And examples: Hebrews thirteen five, right? Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have. For He says, "I will never leave you nor forsake you." So, how do you balance your faith in this hobby, especially being a minister and people seeing maybe expensive things on your wrist or? perceiving things that are expensive on your wrist like the citizen nighthawk i mean that, that looks like an expensive watch and to a lot of people correct me if i'm wrong if you tell them that you paid 100 bucks for a watch that's a lot of money for people that are not watch people that's a lot of money absolutely yeah yeah this is a great question miguel you know i said when we talked over the phone if uh, you want to go in this direction i'm happy to you know absolutely. i'm not afraid of questions like this you know because uh I think it's an important question, and I think you're right when uh, you say that uh, it could be a stumbling block for some people if they see, you know, you wearing nice clothes or driving a nice car or whatever it might be, having a nice watch on your wrist, and you say that you, you know, follow God and, and you know, follow the Bible and that type of thing. It can kind of maybe cause confusion with some people looking at that, um, but it's a great question because I've battled with it in my own mind, you know, uh, it is something that, uh, is, 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 uh, something I have to constantly keep before me to, to keep myself in check, to make sure that I'm not loving something that is a material possession more than I'm loving the Lord, you know, loving Christ. And, uh, so, you know, I have to keep it before my eyes all the time and just make sure I'm keeping myself in check. And, you know, anything in life 
can quickly and easily become an idol. Correct. We can, mm-hmm. we can put our time, you know, even good things. We, all of us here, we, would, we wouldn't say watches are evil. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't say, uh, you know, having a, a full-time job is something evil or, or whatever it might be, but even good things in life can become evil if we love them more than what's most important. They become an idol. And so that can be with anything, you know, for us, we love watches. And uh, if we're not careful, we could love them more than we love our own families. Right. And we love our, our God who created us. Um, so it's a great question. And I have to keep myself in check. And something I've done recently on my channel, um, because I've been pondering this question, I want people to know that, yes, I like watches, but that's not what I'm all about you know, and I don't preach in my videos. Uh, that's not what my channel is about, but I did right. put in the description of every video, just a short message in the description for whoever might read it that says, Hey, I like watches. Um, uh, but I don't find my satisfaction in watches. If I lost every one of my watches right now, I could still get on with life because <laughs> that's not what's most important to me, you know, following the Lord. Lord. Uh, you know, walking with God, you know, loving my family, that's what's most important. So, so I put that quick message there and I'm not going to, you know, go through the whole thing, but basically the idea is, you know, there's a verse uh, in uh, Solomon or Ecclesiastes, which was written by King Solomon, one of the wisest men to ever live. He said, he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. Like, you know, he was one of the richest men in the world. He had everything mm-hmm. you could think of, but he found out that he didn't have satisfaction in silver and gold and riches and fame and fortune and, and even wisdom and, and even women. You know, Solomon had a great problem with women. He so tried to find a lot of satisfaction in that. Uh, but everything he searched for, he, he ended up saying it's all vanity, you know, that the most important thing in life is is following God, doing what he has, has commanded. And uh, so I, I, I want to convey that message in a subtle way on my channel by just, you know, putting that little short uh, message in the description of my videos that's there for whoever might read it. But it's a great question. It's definitely a balance, Miguel. I, I, I can't say that I have it mastered, but like I said, it's something I have to keep myself in check with all the time. That sounds great, man. I I think that could resonate with a lot of people, whether you believe in God or don't believe in God. Uh, Think about your family. Think about other things that are important to you, too. If whatever, like Josh said, watches or cars or jewelry or pornography or whatever, if they overtake your life and it becomes such an obsession, it's going to take away from something else that maybe should be more important to you. And I, like, again, like I said, whether it be God or your family, your job or whatever, you know, a lot of people maybe are neglecting their job because they spend so much time thinking about watches and looking online at watches and looking at pictures and, or social media has become overtaken our lives. And I'm guilty of that, man. I, I mean, social media takes up so much of my, of my, of my life that I need to kind of really <laughs> take that back, take that part of my life back, you know, but yeah. Another thing I wanted to kind of say or get your opinion on is, so these mega churches, right? We all seen them. We all have heard of them. Uh, and it's not a specific religion, just mega churches in general. These guys, 
ask people for money, right? For, for, you know, the edifice of the, of the church and to, and to grow it or whatnot. And then these guys are wearing APs and solid Rolexes or gold Rolexes and have private jets and mansions and whatnot. Yeah. And that baffles my mind. Cause I'm like, what the heck? So people believe this guy yet. He's living such a lavish life. That's crazy. Like, I want to get your take on that. Like, what do you think about that? Yeah. I'm not in that realm, you know, obviously, <laughs> As a minister, uh, you know, I, I'm not rich by any means uh, for the world's standards, but many of those preachers that you've referenced are very rich, and they're getting rich off of the giving of people. And I'm not for that. Uh, I'm not, you know, a lot of those guys are just basically scam artists, in my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really, I agree. They are. And uh, so I'm not for that. I'm not even for this health and wealth type of message that's out there, that if you follow God, he's going to make you rich. I don't believe that. I don't believe that one bit. You know, Jesus said himself, in this world, you will have tribulation. (laughs) He said, your life in this world is going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. Especially if you try and follow Christ, you're going to be hated. If you really try Mm. and follow him, you're going to be persecuted. People aren't going to understand you. And so this health and wealth, you know, you know, follow the Lord. You'll never be sick. You'll have all your, uh, your, your bank account. Will be <laughs> I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I don't think that's what the Bible teaches. And, and that's right. why I say that these health and wealth, prosperity, gospel type preachers are just scam artists, in my opinion. There yeah. was a, uh, a situation that my mother, when we was going to Atlanta, when my brother was alive, he moved to Atlanta. Mm. And down there, there's a preacher called Cleflo Dollar. I don't know if y'all ever heard of him. I've heard of him, yep. You know what I mean? It's ironic that his last name is Dollar, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, Is it ironic? I mean... (laughs) Right, right. But uh, we had met somebody who actually goes to his church. Mm -hmm. So... The lady was just going on and on and on and on. You know, my mother, she goes to a Baptist church or went to a Baptist church, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, my mother's just kind of like, well, that's all good and fine and dandy, but I can actually talk to my pastor. You can't even get close to yours. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, these guys are like stars, man. Yeah, that's a good point, too, uh, because these mega churches, Churches have thousands of people and like, where's the shepherding that a pastor is supposed to do? Mm-hmm. The, the people in the pew don't even know the man. Right. How can he be their shepherd if they can't even, you know, sit down and talk with them? And mm-hmm. so that's another aspect of, you know, mega churches that have thousands of members, you know, uh, there's no like right. real relationship with your pastor. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know this is a funny comparison, but it almost reminds me of like Rolex, all these <laughs> sheep. I'm serious. It's unattainable, <laughs> right? It's unattainable. You can't you can't even reach it. I mean, it, it, it's crazy to me. Like, I think we all like Rolex, um, but we're I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not a Rolex fanboy, you know, and even if I own a, a Rolex, I know there's people out there that just talk about Rolex, breathe Rolex their channels are all about Rolex and it's boring. It's like, if you're a watch enthusiast, a watch collector, you should be able to enjoy a whole range of, of watches, you know? And I, yeah. I just feel like Rolex is in such a high pedestal. I, I just, it baffles my mind. I, I just don't get it. 
That's a good way to cross over there. Yeah, I like that comparison with uh, being unattainable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, no, for sure. All right, Josh. Well, we, we talked enough about watches, and uh, I know you recently did a video on your watch collection. So if you, any, anybody listening, they haven't checked it out, go check it out. Uh, you got a humble collection. I like that. And you're the type of guy that even if you had a $10,000 watch, you would always stay humble. And I, I like that, man. You, you Don't change. Absolutely. You got to keep it That's real. That's what I like about you guys, too. You know, uh, you guys are humble guys down to earth. Uh, just real guys and so same to you guys keep keeping on I'll, I'll keep watching your videos I'll keep liking I'll keep commenting and I just appreciate you guys and and uh, you know glad we can be part of this community of watch enthusiasts on YouTube it's 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 a lot of fun yeah for sure yes, man all right all right well this is a part of the show when we talk other things so whatever you want to share man whatever you want to talk about recommend food TV show, whatever, watches, not watches, whatever. Take take it away. This is this is your time, man. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I wanted to mention that there's going to be uh, on my channel some changes coming in the future. I'm going to be okay. uh, rebranding my channel, changing the whole name. Uh, this hmm. is the first time on your show that I'm uh, anybody's hearing of that. So okay, thank you. World premiere. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I just want to say stay tuned for that on the channel. S some exciting things, some things that, you know, might be small to some people, but I'm excited about the changes. And, you know, it's kind of, I'm not going to give too much away, but the channel name is going to be a, a play on my actual name, which is Joshua. And my last name is town. It's kind of a unique last name. Um, so just stay tuned for that. It's something I want to make mention to your listeners here. Very uh, cool. And then, uh, I don't know, something else that caught my eye. You know, I have Instagram. My account is not really active right now because I'm waiting for uh, the channel rebrand to really make that go live and, uh, you know, have a new name and all that type of thing. Um, but I have been noticing as I've been scrolling through Instagram, um, this collaboration with a jeweler called Topper Jewelers. Have you heard yeah. of Topper? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 10 and 2 is, yeah. Yeah, they came out with this Aura 65 collaboration with Topper Jewelers. It really caught my eye. I've always loved the Aura 65 diver. And it's vintage, you know, inspired for sure. Uh, but uh, what do you guys think about something like that? Super limited. I think it's under 200 pieces um, for that watch. And not sure the price on it all, but uh, you know, I didn't really realize that there's jewelers out there that are doing collaborations with uh, big watch brands. Did you guys yeah. know about yeah. that? Yeah, Topper's yeah. Jewelers is uh, definitely. I think they're in uh, Burning Game here in California by San Francisco, and they actually did a collaboration with Seiko, believe it or not. Hmm. And they did uh, Laco and I forget who else, but now obviously Oris. So yeah, they've been in, in business for 
for well over 20 years, 30 years. They're really good friends with 10 and 2. And yeah, the, the, the guys there are definitely doing some really cool things. I haven't seen this Aura 65. I, I saw the one they did with uh, Hodinky, of course. Yeah. I, I love that one. But uh, no, I haven't seen this one. But yeah, man, th- this guy, he's a watch enthusiast at heart. Maybe we should have him on the show. We should reach out to, to the girls, see if they give us the contact information for for this guy. But yeah, man, I mean, they, they're doing some really cool things over there at Topper. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that was neat. Yeah, jewelers, they're, they're not really uh that obscure. Like when you think about it, like Tiffany and Cole got a lot of, you know, uh, they got like Rolexes and Tiffany and Co. Right? Okay. Um, you know, uh, what's the other one that Tiffany and Co. got? Uh, uh, is it AP? That's Patek. 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 Yeah, it was Patek. That's yeah, Patek. and back in the yeah. days, of course, the Rolex, right. the Tiffany dials, right. and all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, right. So yeah, man. So P. Ross, other things. What, what you got? Uh, I started watching. Um. The original Battlestar Galactica from the 80s. Wow. You know what I mean? Um, then I'm going to move into the recent one from the 2000s. So I'm on that wave kick right now. And I bought Baby Yoda. You bought Baby <laughs> Yoda? Oh, man. Yeah. You finally got him, huh? Where, where'd you get him? Yeah. No, I didn't get the uh, the Builder Bear, but I got the little Pop, Funko Pop. Oh, oh yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I'm going to post a picture of it, but. You know, since I couldn't get, because uh, Builder Bear aren't doing them yet, so I had to settle for what I could get. So, right. okay, Yoda in the building sounds good, man. Well, I got a bit of a sad story, and I'm, uh, I'm I don't oh, know. No. I wasn't going to talk about it on the show, but I kind of have to do a, a public service announcement. To be honest with you, so I'm not going to bash Joma Shop because I've bought from them three times already and they're good people good customer service mm. but i did recently pick up uh, where is it at i recently picked up this seiko 5 it's in a bun strap mm. uh mm-hmm. snkl 41 white dial seiko 5 it's mm-hmm. a beautiful little watch and i'm gonna do a review on this so uh, 7s26 movement so here's the thing guys brand new out of the box and I've had it for about three weeks now, but I have so many watches that I rotate that I wasn't even wearing this. I took it out. It worked fine. I took pictures of it, put it away. But it wasn't until I started wearing it that I noticed that the power reserve uh, is only about eight hours. I'm like, wait a minute. Hmm, what? It's supposed to be 40 hours. It's a 7S26 movement. I have a, an SKX. So I'm like, nah, is, I probably didn't wear it enough, right? So mm-hmm. the whole weekend I was wearing it and shaking it and i had my wife wear it and sure enough today we 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 put it down yesterday no on sunday we put it down by monday at around 10 a.m it was dead so very upsetting Mm -hmm. uh so i contacted uh joma shop via email and automatically got an email back about the refund which is super easy they send me a, a thing but they said hey if you use our shipping services it's 14 bucks to send it back to us and i'm like wait this is defective. Why should I even have to pay anything back? Right? right. So I called them today. I spoke to a lady and she basically said, 
you know, send it back. We won't give you a refund until our our service department takes a look at it and verifies it. In fact, is um, you know, it is defective. And if it, if it is, then we'll give you a full refund. I'm like, well, what if it's not? What if they don't know what they're looking at? What if I'm not trying to insult anybody? But I will. You get your partial refund, and then we'll keep the portion of the shipping. So I, I it rubbed me the wrong way because I know there's a mm. lot of companies out there that like Mark Long Island Watch. No questions asked. There's a problem with this. Send it back. I'll send you your money. No problem. I'll pay for everything. Right. Done. So mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed. And this is a really cool JDM series. This is a J J version, which is JDM, and they still have them for sale. But now I'm kind of hesitant. I'm like, do I want to return it and buy it again from Joma Shop? And I can't buy it from anywhere else because this specific series they don't sell it anywhere else right now. And I was lucky enough that it has the the date window is in English and in Arabic. So I thought right. Arabic. I'm like, that's super cool. You don't get to see that in the U.S. Right. But now I don't know what to do. I'm I'm kind of. I need to send it back because I'm not going to keep a watch that I put down and eight hours later, I have to set the time again. I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know, mm. but hmm. I don't know. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. So I'll let yeah. you guys know the outcome. Uh, I will return it. I just need to get a little bit more B-roll for the, uh, for the review. Cause again, once I return it, I don't know if I'll get it back in the collection or if I'm just going to return it, but I did get a lot of shots and some B-roll. F- so at least I could do the review and do the script later, you know? So I'm just, really disappointed to be honest with you so yeah too bad i don't have a lot of experience with joma shop i think i've only ordered one watch from them and that was about a year ago but uh yeah you know i don't know i i think their customer service should be better for sure oh for Mm -hmm. sure especially they got big channels sponsoring them like uh just one more watch jody he gets watches from them all the time and it's like that's kind of scary if you're really putting yourself out there and this is the kind of customer service you're giving it's like no return it and you may get your money back you may not get your money back like what that doesn't sit well with me you know it's like no that's that's not that's not cool you know but but anyway that's what i got josh where can people find you uh basically just on youtube right now you know j city reviews stay tuned for the channel rebrand and eventually i'll be on instagram once all that happens so sounds good p ross Ross Wristwatch Love everywhere, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Sounds good. And you can find me, SoCal Watch Reviews, on YouTube, on Instagram, Relojando, on my Spanish YouTube channel for all my Spanish-speaking folks. And, of course, this podcast. So if you enjoy this podcast, we got many more episodes. This is episode 46, many more to come. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, guys. A lot of fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that was another episode. Super fun. Thank you so much. And stay humble.